This is IsAware, powered by Intersoft Associates. IsAware is your connection to exploring the systems and software that power businesses like yours with expert insight, experience, and advice. Welcome back to IsAware from Intersoft Associates. I am Chris Bentliff, and I'm joined as ever by High Gold Stuff and Abunger. And today, guys, we're talking about Application Programming Interface, or API, which is... I guess for me, it's kind of a, a bridge builder, a piece of technology that's a communicator, a translator, but I'm really interested in what you guys think and how an API, you know, if I'm not a technical person, how do I think about an API and why is it even relevant to me? Why does it even matter what an API is when I'm trying to think about my data, when I'm trying to think about my uh, processes, when I'm trying to think about the systems that help my, run my company? Where does an API even fit in? An, an API is the preferred way to have to get or put data into a third-party piece of software. It may be your piece of software, but it, it would come from an from some other piece of software, some other reason to use the information. Um, there are a lot of ways to get data from and put data into. Um, a database, you know, which is generally the back end of some software that you're running. And many of these, especially if the data is housed in your location, uh, are open to you. You know, it's a SQL Server database or an Oracle database or, or an Access database, um, which you can, if you would normally have the security credentials to go in there and get data from the various tables, and also the ability to put table, put data in the various tables. The application programming interface, the API, kind of takes all that away from you, but more important, it could be very dangerous to simply put data into a database where you don't know it's full architecture mm. and everything that's happening, because there are a lot of, there are a lot of, um, uh, what's what I'm looking for, dependencies on some of the data. So if you put it in incorrectly, you're gonna mess up the data, uh, you're, you're gonna mess up the structure and potentially you know, have, have an outage in your, in, your, in your environment. And using the API is the, is those are produced by the vendor of the software so that if you're gonna put information <clears throat> from your program into that program, you know it will be correct. More importantly, if the data structure in that program changes, the API handles it. You don't have to worry about that. You're you're totally uh, oblivious of it. You just know that this is the data you want. So as systems become more sophisticated, the APIs will continue to work. Abe, help me understand it in in sort of context for me. So let's let's look at QuickBooks. We talked about QuickBooks a little bit in a previous episode. Let's say my business runs on QuickBooks. What's an example of how an API in QuickBooks connects to something else as high as talking about so that I'm change, uh, interchanging or exchanging or sharing data? Sure. So a great example of that is a scenario where uh, in a business you may be doing work and whatever that work is, uh, you may be required to send out checks to vendors or send out checks to to anybody, um, let's say it's a county clerk in certain businesses or whatever that may be. So you 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 have to actually produce checks. Um, but you're in terms of your systems, you might have one system where you're managing all of your data. 
yet your accounting is all done in QuickBooks as the example. So we need a way to communicate. We need a way for the application to tell QuickBooks, I need to generate a check or produce a check. And then when that information is produced in QuickBooks, I need a way to communicate back to the application saying a check has been produced. So there are a lot of ways of doing that. You can export files and import files, or you can do manual entry. Uh, but both of those are problematic. They require somebody in the middle who's trying to do something. Whereas with an API, uh, the interface itself allows the two systems to talk to each other without the middleman. So you put in your information into your software, you click a button, that information goes to QuickBooks. Now QuickBooks knows it's got checks to produce. Those are produced. When those are produced, the application can talk to QuickBooks and say, give me the check numbers, give me the check dates, you know, whatever other information you need. So the API allows for that communication and it allows for that communication in a simple standard fashion. And because it is a standard out there, any applications that support or have an API, that just means from your perspective that communicating with them is going to be possible and is going to be fairly straightforward. Whereas if the program does not have an API, communication with that program may be more complex. And as Hai was saying, that may mean touching a database that you don't necessarily know the structure of and don't know what you're gonna do by putting data or pulling data. Whereas if there's an API, you are not concerned with what's going on behind the scenes. You just know if I want to push a check, I just say push check, here's check information, and it does the rest for you. So it makes that communication and that integration between systems very, very easy and very, very straightforward. Now, hi, that's interesting because what Abe is describing uh, alleviates what you were saying before, where if we need to, as he said, touch the database. In, in other words, I hear that as kind of a, uh, human, the opportunity for human error. Manual entry means that now we're duplicating work or we could mistype a zero or whatever and all of a sudden things go crazy. So an API removes that. It just helps the technologies talk directly to each other and uh, keeps everything um, between those two technologies so that there's no opportunity for me to screw it up. Is that accurate? Absolutely. And it also is a, you know, it's a time saver. Uh, because if you're uh, sending checks, I think of the example that Abe referred to, if you're sending checks to a vendor outside of um, a, a th another system and you need to communicate with QuickBooks or you need to get a check done, you know, you've got to go tell the accounting department, uh, please do it. Please give me a check for one, two, three. And then you know, they give you the check, you know, you then send that to the to the vendor or the accounting department sends it to the vendor, however it might be. And if the vendor then goes and says, well, you know, I never got that check. Well, now I got to go back to the accounting department and say, was that check ever cash? Well, if it was, that will, be, that will be referenced in QuickBooks, you know, certainly at the end of the period when they do all the check, all the, rec you know, all the check um, uh, reconciliation. Uh, so, I, you know, I can just do it and say, oh no, that check, that check was cashed on so-and-so, you know, and, and you can tell them right away without getting up, without having to bar, you know, bother the accounting department or anybody else in there. And those things happen, you know, often enough where it's just a waste of time to have them, uh, you know, need to do that. So that, and that, the big thing is the multiple versions of truth is, you know, is certainly eliminated. I'm going to wait for the phone. Hi. I think somebody got it. Okay. It's a well-oiled machine here. What does that mean, multiple sources of truth? Hi. 
Well, if you tell the, um, we actually had it with someone who, who paid us recently. Um, we sent someone an invoice for $450. They sent, the, they sent us a check for 4,500. Same kind of a thing. You request a check for $450 and payables writes a check for $450. And that's because they were 4,500. Sorry. That's because there was that opportunity for human error. That's because a a person got involved rather than just receiving something digitally, clicking a button and the digital interfaces all take care of it. Correct. Would an an API, would you consider that easier than other ways of managing data? IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, your software consultancy that will help you to maximize revenues, reduce costs, and streamline work processes with the right IT solutions. Intersoft Associates delivers strategic consulting and custom software development, together with support and enhancement to help modernize and manage the software that helps your business run. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com. Absolutely. Because usually an API comes with definition and standards, um, and they're easy to follow, whereas other kinds of integration will require other tools to get involved. So if you're dealing with, let's say, data translation services, where you've got data in one place, you got to move it to another place, you got to start working with, be it spreadsheet, be it direct communication, and do all of that work involved in getting that data and translating it and massaging it into your system with an API, you've got a well-defined function with well-defined parameters that from a developer standpoint, you simply call and get your data. So you don't have to worry about a lot of that massaging in the middle. It becomes very, very easy to communicate. So when I, when I look at that example high of, of QuickBooks again, the API uh, allows me to start to build an infrastructure, if you will, of automation or of, um, of interoper- interoperability where different things can start doing uh, different things to each other. So you talked about sort of receiving or, um, you know, uh, billables and, and invoices and things like that. But conceivably, the API can then continue to talk to other pieces of technology, maybe could update my CRM, my ERP, maybe could uh, even talk to uh, my bank account, could talk to the shipping department. So it's not limited between just two pieces of technology, right? Well, that, that's correct, but there there would be different APIs. It's not an API which is the magic elixir. Um, there are you know different APIs for different uh, you know d- different software systems have different APIs. Um, a, a similar example, and I and I might have mentioned that on a previous uh, uh, conversation, is a, we had done a system for uh, for a large publisher, and part of that involved um, paying the rights holder. And that was the biggest pain of the neck to do because large corporations have these very complicated check requisitions that have to be filled out. This is a vestige from the 1980s or 1990s where these things are just filled out. You know, what's the GL number? All all sorts of coding and the amount. And then it goes to someone for approval who's got to go through these three pages of information. Um, And then it has to go to accounts payable who's going to enter all this information, which again, entering that information a second time is you know you know has a chance for error for you know manual tra- you know uh, uh, transcri- um, switching uh, val- switching numbers switching GL accounts so if you want to build a certain GL account then all of a sudden you know you're buying yourself a Harley Davidson that's eh, not too good and um, 
So, you know, we automated that, you know, and, and so we did a number of different things. That information was entered once in the system. It was always transmitted properly. Uh, there was no manual operation. Nobody had to figure out what was going on. What people saw on a screen for approval was what they needed to see. And all this other mumbo jumbo was all in the background, which was not, which was really, really important to, to keep the book straight. Uh, and the rights holder was was literally, they were paid in a fraction of a time. They received a, a payment within seven days of approval, when in the past, it would be well over a month of approval. So they were happy. You know, they were happy with, you know, with the process. Other examples of some some of these kinds of things we're talking about that may hit home a little bit um, is something as simple as credit card processing. Pretty much in today's day and age, you're you're selling something, someone's paying with a credit card. uh, You're putting that information into a system. It's calling an API with a credit card processor to process that. So even if you don't know what an API is, you're probably using them. Um, In systems that you either have built or systems that you're using, they're there. uh, And those are... You know, to, to help you understand what that means, you're putting in a credit card number. It talks to a processor that lets you know, is this credit card okay? Does it have any money available? Is it you know, marked as fraud or stolen or whatever that is? All of that is happening through these API communications. So in all of our systems, you know, many of our clients, we've done plenty of integrations with credit card processing. You know, I mentioned the, the publisher. We mentioned in a prior uh, Cast podcast, we were talking about the uh, publisher and the FedEx and the proof of delivery. All of that communication was done via API. We spoke to, we t- talked to FedEx to get, in, to get information or talked to UPS to get information. Well, that communication was done via an API. We call an API, we get back results, we get back a signature. So it's out there almost everywhere, not just QuickBooks, but in all of the kinds of things that are done today, APIs are pretty standard out there. So you know, and, and what we have, we have a client who called us in a while back. They'd had a system done, um, you know, an, an ERP done, you know, which was, you know, customer facing. And they were looking for ways to, you know, become much more efficient. And they had a whole bunch of items that they, you know, asked us to look at to improve the functionality of, you know, of their website or, you know, ERP, which delivers the service or where the customer goes and, you know, uh, request a service. And, you know, we had, you know, probably about two or three hours worth of conversation. We ultimately developed a roadmap of how they should go about putting this all together. But as we had more and more conversations, we figured out that uh, their real impediment to scaling was QuickBooks because they have clerks sitting in their office putting everything into QuickBooks. Mm. So if they were to grow twice as large, they would have to double their staff. Forget about the the errors that are going to happen. You get twice as big, the number of errors you're going to make are going to be are going to become twice as twice as many. So just that whole process became a huge impediment to scaling. You know, if they become five times as large, you know, they're going to have to rent out and get a whole bunch of people, you know, to do this. And we simply automated the the, the process of taking the data from their customer facing system putting it into their accounting system, which happens to be QuickBooks. It could have been any system. You know, most most of today's systems, you know, have APIs, you know, current systems, have APIs for communication. And, you know, they didn't have to add, you know, staff. And the staff they had were able to do more high-value tasks. They weren't just sitting there, you know, typing in stuff, you know, kind of, you know, you know, robotically. They were able to provide more high-value functions 
to the organization. So not only did they provide a platform to grow and scale, they also took the people that they had and kept them engaged in a much more high value fashion. You know, two great points that, that you both made, a really good illustrations. We use APIs all day long without realizing it. When we're using our smart speakers, when we're tracking our nutrition, when we are using our our uh, our our phones to to connect to you know uh, to see if how far away the Amazon delivery is all day long. This stuff is touching us, and we might not know it. And and hi, that brings me back to things we've talked about before, which is uh, in the case of of the QuickBooks illustration you just made. Sometimes when we talk about API and we start to get techno, you know, I can my eyes glaze over and I start to think I'm not a techno person. This you're over my head. It just you're experiencing a problem or an inefficiency or you're stubbing your toe or there's redundancies in your organization. And an API is one way technologies can help smooth that out. And a consultancy like Intersoft can help create a roadmap for how to solve those things. You don't need to know anything about this stuff to know you have a problem and uh, wise minds can come in and get involved in solving it. Correct. I mean, if it's the right solution, you know, we'll certainly, you know, advise that this is the right solution. This is why it's the right solution. And ultimately what the business case is, you know, how, you know, how it's going to, if it'll make an organization operate more efficiently and, you know, a whole bunch of collateral benefits, we'll, we'll let you know. If there's no way, you know, that that automating QuickBooks or any other, or, or any other, or, or applying the API to any other piece of software, um, you know, has any value to the organization, you know, we'll certainly let you know. So, yeah, 100%. Guys, thanks for another great, uh, interesting conversation. Um, you know, we found a way to talk about API without uh, without getting into the techno rabbit holes. And I think it's been really informative to learn the value of what the API is and does, and especially how my business, whatever my business is, is probably already connecting in some ways and with the right minds behind it could be doing more to help me uh, do more in my organization. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. A Bunger and High Goldstaff from Intersoft Associates. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for IsAware, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, who believes the more you know about your IT, the better. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com and schedule your free consultation to talk about how custom software can help your business.